Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special impromptu edition of the Spirit of Prophecy podcast. I appreciate you joining me. I put out no announcements for this one, just uh, decided to just go ahead and go live for this recording just because I'm anxious to get it out there. Uh, it can't wait. It's something that needs to get out there, and that is why I cannot support Zionism. And a lot of people out there on the Twitter world and uh, social media world going full libtard. And as soon as you disagree with something about Israel, they call you anti-Semitic, which just shows a high level of ignorance. It's kind of like in the Democrat world, if you just disagree with any black person, you must be a racist or something like that. And Baptists, you're no different when it comes to this subject. And let me tell you, uh, anybody who calls me an anti-Semitic or anti-Semitic, I will call you a liar because that is exactly what you are. I'll call you an ignorant liar at that. Uh, there, I do not have an anti-Semitic bone in my body. In fact, I have a very special announcement that uh, I'm going to go ahead and put out there. I probably shouldn't do this because... Uh, it's not set in stone. This morning, I was supposed to be recording an interview uh, with a Jewish rabbi. And um, unfortunately, he had an emergency come up and he had to uh, he had to leave the country. He had to go to uh, he had to go to Canada, not flee the country, but he, he left. He had to leave the country uh, for uh, something that came up. And um, but uh, he wants to get with me and he wants to record a podcast with me explaining why Zionism is bad, explaining why Zionism is bad for the Jewish people. And I'm going to let him tell you how you can be anti-Zionist without being anti-Semitic. That is very possible. In fact, being Zionist is very negative for Jewish people, but most of you don't know that. Because you only know what you hear from the Republican Party and just Republican talking points. That's all you know. And I'm, you know, I listen, I love the Independent Fundamental Baptists, but I'm embarrassed by them this week, by the stuff I've heard, the level of ignorance I've heard spewed from their mouth. There is literally, you have nothing original to say. Nothing you would say is based on the scriptures, it is based on Republican talking points. And I'm just going to give uh, one example of just showing the parroting that is going on based on total ignorance. But then we're going to explain what Zionism is because many of you, you don't know what it is. You absolutely don't know what it is. And yet you are supporting it and you don't know what it is. And you don't even realize how negative, not only how anti-biblical it is, but how negative it is for even Jewish people and how much you offend Jews often by your support of the nation of Israel. You don't, you don't even know that. I wonder how many of these Baptists who are calling me anti-Semitic have actually had conversations with Jews and Orthodox Jews. I'm not talking about your American secular Jews that you wouldn't know if they were a Jew unless they told you. Okay. I'm not talking about those people. I'm not talking about those white guys that look just like us that tell you that they're Jewish. No, I'm talking about practicing Jews. Have you ever talked to one? I've talked to many. And you have no idea, especially with these Orthodox Jews, how offensive your support of Israel is to them. And it's, it's based on your ignorance. And and again, the, the IFB, unfortunately, they have adopted just this uh, Christian evangelical, not Baptist, but evangelical eschatology, uh, view of Israel, and you have circus clowns. I'm going to show you a circus clown and let you listen to some of his foolish statements, but this is stuff you'll hear in IFB churches. This guy's just a little more flamboyant about it, but let's listen to the circus clown, Greg Locke, and see what he has to say. Somebody hope get this message to Benjamin Netanyahu. That he ought to take care of the rest of them yahoos. Now I'm going to tell you what would fix it right now. By the way, it'd fix it and it would help usher in what we're wanting so bad. Huh? 
while they're mowing down the Gaza Strip and letting them terrorists know exactly what we do with terrorists, which is not compromise or negotiate. What they ought to do is evacuate up there on the hill and get a great big missile and blow that wicked dome of the rock plumb off of the spot where it's standing right now so we can get that third temple rebuilt and usher in the coming of Jesus. Tear down that big demonic monstrosity that shouldn't even be there. Blow the whole thing to kingdom come. Rebuild that third temple and we'll zip up out of here in the glory land. Amen. Yes, I said it. Yes, Twitter, enjoy yourself. All right. So, folks, that was just, that was just stupid. That was stupid. And we got this bloodthirsty nut job just ranting about foolishness. And, folks, this, this isn't just Greg Locke, okay? This turning Gaza Strip into a parking lot. I'm trying to figure out where that started. Because, again, you Baptists, you're not original. You don't get your thinking. You don't get your talking, talk, talking points uh, from the scriptures. Uh, I, you get them from Republicans, big-name preachers. But let's just uh, let's look at a few examples of this. Matthew John Turner turned Gaza into a parking lot. Godspeed. Jim Blau, time to turn the Gaza Strip into a parking lot. Keith Cohen, time to turn Gaza into a parking lot. Matt Atkinson, it's time for Benjamin Netanyahu to turn Gaza into a parking lot. Douglas M. Kerb, Israel needs to turn the Gaza Strip into a parking lot. Matthew John Turner, turn Gaza into a parking lot. Godspeed. I think we already did these guys. So, uh, yeah, and then we got them, and then here's a couple I posted. Rob Deverall, make Gaza a parking lot. Tim Pomeroy, go clean house. Leave nothing. So... You know, what is with this thirst for blood? What in the world? And, and again, I'm just, and l l let me, I'm going to explain all this in a little bit, but for those of you that are just looking for an excuse to shut me off, okay, I am horrified at what the Palestinians have done in this conflict. I am horrified. I am disgusted. I'm repulsed. I'm every negative word you can think of, but here's what I'm not. I'm not surprised. That is how they are as a people, and it is. It's it's horrifying what's going on. And I am not, I am also not here too saying Israel does not have a right to fight back. I'm not saying that. Not saying that at all. And I, let me just say this too. I am. I am. While I am opposed, or the title of this is why I cannot support Zionism, I did not say why I am opposed to Zionism. Now, I am opposed to religious Zionism for sure. But the, the, here's what you don't understand, too, is there's many different types of Zionism. I'm going to show you that here shortly. But when it comes to, you know, the Jews wanting a home state and a place to live and all of that, I don't have a problem with that. That affects me in no way whatsoever. Okay, so uh, I'm not a, I'm not going to try to stop them from having a land and a place to live. I have no interest in supporting it, nor do I have any interest in opposing it. I have a problem with those claiming we have a biblical mandate to support it. You're wrong. You are wrong in that. I we do not have a biblical mandate to support it. And, uh, and so I, in fact, I have many reasons I cannot support it, but I have no desire to necessarily do anything to get in the way of it. Another thing I want to put out there too, um, I said, I just kind of did this last minute. No, no. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, no announcements, but if any of my fellow, uh, friends who are being accused of being anti-Semite, if you want to, if you want to call me, uh, I've got the phone hooked up where I think everyone should be able to hear you fine. Uh, if you want to say a word, I, I invite you to do that. If, if you, uh, any, any of my pastor friends, if you happen to be listening to this and you want to give me a call, you're, you're more than welcome to do it. I didn't put out any of this ahead of time and hopefully I got it set up 
where that will work properly. But let me first off, let me explain to you what Zionism is, because I swear a lot of people have just learned what Zionism is like this week or not even learned what it is. You learned the word because I'm seeing people too getting offended at the use of the word Zionism, especially uh, when it's in a negative context. And it's like, I don't think you, I don't think you know what you're talking about. I don't think you know what this means. And many Israel supporting Baptists, they are not familiar with Zionism. They do not know what it means. They do not know where it comes from originates, nor do they know how it negatively affects the Jewish people. Now I'm not going to say a whole lot about how it negatively affects the Jewish people because I am not one who has experienced that. You know, uh, I am not just like, I'm not really qualified to speak of what it's like being an oppressed minority. Um, I don't know what it's like being a persecuted Jew. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, attributing Zionism to that persecution. That's not really my place. I'm going to let a Jewish rabbi come and do that. And, uh, hopefully the schedules are going to work out. I'm hoping I can record on Monday. I'm about to be going away. And just an FYI too, we're going to be getting a break in programs for a while. Cause I'm going to be out of town uh, a lot the next week and a half. So, um, just that, just an FYI there, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping on Monday to record that interview and it's going to blow your tops. And I'm looking forward to letting you all hear from a Jewish rabbi how you can be anti-Zionist and not anti-Semitic. And, and I, I want you Christians who pretend you love the Jews to hear how offensive you are to Jews in your blind, loyal, Republican support. And so... Uh, and it, and it is, this is, this is Republicans. This is Republican stuff. There's nothing Christian. There's nothing Christian about what's being promoted on Twitter. Nothing. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to call myself an independent fundamental Baptist this week, seeing the way that they're behaving, the things that they're saying you are embarrassing, but let's go ahead and let's look at something on Wikipedia about Zionism and Zionism, uh, is a nationalist movement that emerged in the 19th century to espouse support for the establishment of a homeland for the Jewish people in Palestine, a region roughly corresponding to the land of Israel in Jewish tradition. Following the establishment of Israel, Zionism became an ideology that supports the development and protection of the state of Israel. Zionism initially emerged in Central and Eastern Europe as a national revival movement in the late 19th century, both in reaction to newer waves of anti-Semitism and as a response to Haskalah or Jewish Enlightenment. Soon after this, most leaders of the movement associated the main goal with creating a desired homeland in Palestine, then an area controlled by the Ottoman Empire. This process was seen by the Zionist movement as an engathering of exiles an effort to put a stop to the exoduses and persecutions that have marked Jewish history by bringing the Jewish people back to their historic homelands. Now, as a Christian, okay, as a Christian, you know, we understand we are not trying to physically possess a land. We are also trying to reach people from all over the world. Okay. I, I am a Christian first. And so as a Christian, when I see people from other nationalities and things moving into the area, I see it as an opportunity to be a witness to people who normally I wouldn't have been able to be a witness to because I can't get to all these other countries. And I, uh, there's places not far from us where there's housing complexes that have people from all over the world. I love going to those places and witnessing to those people, people from all over the world, Muslim countries, Asian countries, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, African countries. Some of them are very receptive. Some are not, but that's my priority as a Christian. But at the same time too, I understand nations that want to have a culture, maintain a way of life. And we live on a large planet and I have no problem with other nations that I wouldn't want to live in, that I don't like their culture, that I would not want to be a part of their culture, that I do not like their religions. I have no problem with them existing. I am not interested in wiping out any nation. Okay, I am I am interested in evangelizing all nations, but I have no interest in destroying any nation, and that would include the nation of Israel. If the Jewish people want 
to, you know, and they have historically wanted to have a homeland and a nation. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, as long as they don't, you know, I don't have any real possession of any land. Say, so, well, you have your home in Illinois and Rock Falls. Well, you know, here's the thing about that too. I'm not married to this land, not like they were uh, in, in the old Testament. Okay. I don't have any inheritance. I have to pay taxes on my property that I own. And the reality is, if our area got taken over by a people that I didn't like, who started imposing a way of life I didn't like, I have the privilege I can move. And that's exactly what I would do. I wouldn't stay. I don't think I, I, don't think I would stay and fight them. I would just move. That's what I would do. But at the same time, too, um, if I find out somewhere in the world there's a, a group of people that I don't particularly care for who have started something, started an age for themselves, I'm not going to want to go wipe it out. In fact, especially if I didn't like those people, I would want them all to go over there where they can be happy and do their thing and not impose that way of life on us. And so uh, I have no reason to not want the Jews to have a land. Okay. I, so I, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Here's the thing though. They chose a land that was inhabited by Muslims and Palestinians. And the problem with that is in order for them to take it over, there will be much violence and bloodshed. Now, they chose to do that. Do I approve of the Palestinians' method in dealing with these things? Of course not. Chopping off the heads of babies, you know, raping women, that is barbaric, that is gruesome, that is disgusting. But understand, that is the people that they chose to dwell among. And so I don't think they're I don't think they're surprised that they acted that way. They had that city walled off. That was basically a prison city for a reason because there were a bunch of terrorists in there. And let me tell you something about you say, well they're not all terrorists. And I agree. I do not believe all the Palestinians are terrorists. However, if you allow terrorism to exist in your community, you will have to deal with some of the consequences of that. They can't, you know, they they can't have a safe haven among you. People need to learn to self-police. And so if there is a peaceful wing of Islam, then you know, they need to figure out a way to punish the evildoers. They need to figure out a way to stop the violent ones so they don't have to deal with all the problems that come from that. If all of a sudden all the, you know, Christian uh, fundamental Baptist white people are just out doing all these horrible atrocities. Okay. You know, then I can't be surprised if people start looking at me in that same negative light, unless I'm willing to call it out, unless I'm willing to put a stop to it. I can't let our church be a safe haven for that kind of stuff. If I do, then I can't be surprised when we have problems. And so while as much as I hate seeing women and children and innocent Palestinians get hurt, that's what happens when you have a culture that enables terrorism to, to thrive. It's going to make it where those terrorists, when they get an opportunity, they're going to do horrible things. Nations like Israel, they're not just going to be able to sit there and do nothing about it. Of course, they're going to respond and they have more power than you. They have greater military strength. I think they probably have more of the world backing them, or at least they have many of the right countries backing them where they can probably uh, get away with you know, doing a lot of damage without retaliation from the outside. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't fully understand the world stage, but understand when Israel chose that land in Palestine, they knew they knew it was going to be a bloodbath. Okay, they weren't stu- they weren't stupid, and it's weird that we're acting surprised. We know how it is amongst Muslim people, and they're not just going to leave because we told them to. Okay. I think they should just because I don't think they can win this battle. I don't think they can win. And I think they're just, I wouldn't want to stay in a prison city like that. I would be asking, Hey, can I leave and uh, go to another country? You know, they, and, but, and I've got a feeling a lot of them are going to end up coming to America and that won't, that won't be good. Any, anywhere uh, the Muslims go, they tend to destabilize that part of the world. So I am not here today to say that Israel cannot defend itself. I'm not here to say that. I'm here today to say that I don't support 
Zionism. And, and let's uh, let's read a little bit more of this. It goes on to say, um, I think I already read that part. Yeah, so Zionism has never been a uniform movement. Its leaders, parties, and ideologies frequently diverged from one another. Compromises and concessions were made in order to achieve a shared cultural and political objective as a result of the growing anti-Semitism and yearning to return to Ancestral County. A variety of types of Zionism have emerged, including political Zionism, liberal Zionism, labor Zionism, revisionist Zionism, cultural Zionism, and religious Zionism. Advocates of Zionism view it as a national liberation movement for the repatriation of a persecuted people to its ancestral homeland. Critics of Zionism view it as a colonialist, racist, or exceptionalist ideology or movement. So let me ask you, Zionist, pro-Israel, Jew-loving, Baptist, okay? And when I say Jew loving, I'm not meaning that negatively like you can't do that. I'm just saying you don't know, you don't know how and you're not doing it. Okay, but you think you are. Which Zionist are you? You don't know. You don't know. Which Jews are you supporting? You don't know. Okay, and if if enough Baptists would just admit, I don't really understand the situation, okay, that would help a lot. Then you would at least have the wisdom to shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. And you're proving that, okay? Everyone who has said anti-Semitic in relation to being against Zionism, you have proved your ignorance. Those who are getting offended by the use of the term Zionism, because you don't under—it's clear you don't understand it. You don't know what it means, okay? And I, I'm I'm about to start calling names, okay? I'm about to start calling names, but you're just you're ignorant. It's okay to just sometimes admit. I don't understand a situation and to just shut up about it. And let me tell you something. I mean, when it comes to the situation of Israel, Palestine, Zionism, it is all extremely complicated stuff. One thing that blew my mind just last December when I was in Israel was I had no idea, and you don't know this either. Greg Locke definitely doesn't know this. I had no idea that most Jews don't really care about the rebuilding of the temple. They absolutely do not. Now, do they want a temple someday? Yes, but it is their belief that the Messiah, the temple is not supposed to come till the Messiah comes. Okay, the Messiah, that, That's what they believe. They do not believe we should be pursuing the building of a temple right now. And I'm going to blow your mind right here. The Temple Mount Institute also is not trying to get the temple rebuilt. When we were over in Israel, I talked to several Jews across the spectrum, okay, from the Orthodox to the more secular ones. They are not interested in getting the temple rebuilt. That I, I had no idea. You you have no idea. Okay, Greg Locke thought he was throwing the Jews a bone when he talked about them getting their third temple rebuilt. They don't want it that way. The Orthodox Jews oppose any attempt to rebuild the temple. They oppose any attempt to take any of the land. They believe it should all be restored back to Palestine. That is their belief. I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let them say what their beliefs are on here. But even they they don't want it. The Temple Mount Institute guy said nobody's trying to rebuild the temple. He said there's a lot of rumors and conspiracy theories from Christians especially in the United States, about them trying to get the temple rebuilt. Now, unfortunately, most of them over there, they don't want to do interviews on camera. They would not do interviews on camera, but they will. The, the Jewish people, especially the Orthodox Jews, they are very willing to talk about their beliefs to you as an individual. You can ask them questions, and they will, they will be very friendly and they will now they're not really interested in hearing from you and what you have to say. Okay. They'll, they'll let, they'll talk to you. They're not real good about you talking to them. It's very, very difficult to try witnessing to them, but they will witness to you and they will tell you, they will, they will answer your questions. They will tell you uh, what they believe and they don't support the rebuilding of a temple. They're not trying to get the temple rebuilt. 
Okay, y'all need to get a hold of that. They're not trying to get the temple rebuilt. Christians want the temple rebuilt because they think, like Greg Locke, that will usher in the coming of Christ. They think that they're helping fulfill Bible prophecy in supporting Zionism. And you are just, you're, you're ignorant of Bible prophecy. Okay, now listen, we can argue about dispensationalism, pre-trib, you know, replacement theology. We, we, can, we can argue about all, all that stuff. You know, but, but either, either way you look at it, okay? Even if you guys are right about your dispensationalism, you know, your pre-trib, all that, understand Zionism is offensive to many Jews and it is, you are not biblically mandated to support it. And when you support Zionism, you are alienating many Jews. You are not blessing many Jews in their mind. You make them angry. You make them upset. You, and uh, you are one of the reasons they are disgusted and they despise many, many Christians. It's not because just because of our persecution. It's because of stupidity and supporting things that have a very negative impact on Jewish people. And so Zionism, too, just literally go on YouTube, just search, what is Zionism? And the, like the, I watched like the first few videos this morning that came up, and they were very informative. You just watch those. Some of them are short videos. You'll be leaps and bounds ahead of most Baptists when it comes to this subject. And the thing is, this is what people don't realize. While they always tell you they've been fighting for thousands of years, that's partially true. There have been wars in Israel for thousands of years, of course. Okay. But for the most part, for hundreds of years, there was a peaceful coexistence amongst the Christians. And when I use that term, I mean like Catholics, Orthodox, you know, Armenian apostolics, all that kind of stuff. Okay. That, that's what I mean. I'm not talking about Bible believers, but Christians. Jews and Muslims. They've all had their sections in old city Jerusalem. They've had their own holy sites. And throughout the centuries, different empires have come through. You know, you had the Crusaders come through and take over uh, from the Muslims. You know, you had the Ottoman Empire that came through. And then later you had the uh, British come through and take over. And so throughout these centuries, there have been different empires that have come through and conquered the land. But typically, those empires would give, or they would allow the Christians their holy places, the Jews their holy places. So when it came to the religious groups, they all typically, well, they didn't really care for each other that much. They had an understanding. They got along. They left each other alone. And they have had traditions that have gone on for centuries. In fact, if you go to the Church of the Holy Sepulcher today, which is run by six different churches, Six different churches that don't really get along, but yet coexisting, and they've got traditions going back hundreds of years. For hundreds of years, they have had an agreement with a Muslim family. None of them trust the other group to like lock the church up, and it is up to a Muslim family. I forgot how many hundreds of years. This man's family, their job has been to lock the doors of the Church of Holy Sepulchre at night and unlock it in the morning. So Christian Jews, they, they, did, they got along for hundreds of years. But then when, when the uh, British Empire came through, that's when Zionism really started getting a foothold and started gaining traction. And, um, as, and as a result of that, they ended up really pushing. That's when Zionism became big. Uh, after World War I, you had the Balfour Declaration. And then after World War II, because of the Holocaust, we, then we had a huge migration. And so after the British took over, there was their growing hostility started happening as the, you know, things as a, I guess you could say, as the status quo kind of started changing. The more Jews that came in, the more the Muslims kind of started feeling threatened. And Christians too, by the way. Okay. And those wanting to drive out all the Muslims out of the land. Do you want to drive out all the Christians out of the land too? I, I'd, like, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that because there's many areas they occupy within Jerusalem even. So, you know, in, in Jerusalem, you have your Christian quarters, your Armenian quarters. 
That's half the Christians. And then you've got your, you know, which is not quite half, but but then you have your Jewish quarters and your Muslim quarters. So um, you know, are you for driving out the Christians too? Are you bloodthirsty against the Christians too? Would you like to see the Jews wipe out the Christians too? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just wondering if you're consistent. But as bloodthirsty as you are, it wouldn't surprise me. But I forgot where I was going with that. Yeah, so... Um, so once the Zionism really started getting a foothold and there was a huge movement of Jews coming back to the land, then it started changing things. Then they started having land disputes, territorial things. And then that's when it started getting ugly. And that's all we've ever known in our lifetime. But understand, you know, over a hundred years ago, before the Zionist movement, things were relatively peaceful. But what happened is a lot another thing that got big in the late 1800s and the early 1900s was dispensationalism, Schofieldism, Darbyism. And this caused Christians to get excited about the idea of the Jews returning the, to their homeland. And so they got became very supportive of it thinking this was going to help usher in the coming of Christ and and trigger end time events. Now here's the thing, even if that's true, you do realize that you're promoting the Antichrist agenda, a, a, an agenda that denies Jesus as the Messiah and is waiting someone else to be the Messiah. Why would Christians support that? Okay? Even if that's what the Bible prophesies, the Bible prophesies a falling away. Does that mean we start teaching false doctrine to help usher in the coming of Christ? That's ridiculous. You know, Do, do we promote the mark of the beast because the Bible teaches that it's going to come? No, we stand against that stuff. And we should we should not be in in favor of Zionism. That as that's absolutely ridiculous and you have no biblical mandate to support Zionism. And so again, while I am not while I while I am against religious Zionism, promoting Zionism from the Bible, I am against that just because that is a massive and a dangerous error that is leading Jews to hell. I am, I am against that. When it comes to national Zionism, I don't really care. Okay. I only care in the sense that if the Jews want to continue pursuing, getting all that land, it will require the loss of lives of many of them, of many Jews and many Muslims. I'm not interested in seeing that because I don't hate either group. And I don't believe either side has anything of any real value to gain by getting all the land. If the Jews get all the land, they're still on their way to hell without Christ. If the Muslims get all the land, they're still on their way to hell without Christ. So um, let me give you just some biblical reasons, though, for why I cannot support Zionism. And whether you're dispensational or not, you should be able to agree with this. Okay, so first off, because this isn't, I'm, I'm not giving matter of opinion stuff. This isn't replacement theology stuff. This is just Bible. Okay, Hebrews. Hebrews. Who do you think that was written to? This was written to Jews, showing them that it is not going against the Old Testament and the law of Moses to follow after Christ. It's not. Hebrews, and Hebrews 13, 12 says, Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate talking about outside the temple the jews had a real problem we see in the first century with hanging on to the things of the temple and they needed to get away god rent the veil of that temple in twain god was done using that jesus finished the sacrifices it says let us go therefore unto him without the camp bearing his reproach for here we have no continuing city but we seek one to come Understand the writer of Hebrews was calling the people of Israel away from the things of the temple, away from the city. They were calling them towards that better country. It was calling them for, to that city that Abraham was looking for, whose builder and founder uh, foundation was of God. That's what he's calling them to do. And so understand, we don't need the city. I don't need Jerusalem. I don't need the land of Israel. God's looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. We're not going to say in this mountain we ought to worship God. No, 
We worship him in spirit and in truth. Our body is the temple of God. The temp, God removed the temple and he removed it for a reason. And so God called them out of the land and this, this attempt to get them back in the land so they can rebuild the temple is promoting rebellion against God. They don't need a temple. But you think oh, if they build a temple, that's going to help usher in prophecy or whatever. And But no, we don't support an antichrist agenda just to help Bible prophecy come to pass. No, we stand against it. So another reason I can't support Zionism, God had Jerusalem destroyed. And I don't see where he called it back. I don't. I believe he will at his return, but that has not happened yet. Matthew 23, 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chicken under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. God left that house. That temple was destroyed. Matthew 24, he said there wouldn't be one stone left upon another. These things happened because they did not, they were not ready. They did not know the day of his visitation. And so when, when did God give them the okay to go back? When did God call for another temple? He did not. And don't you dare go to prophecies about Jeremiah and Zechariah that were fulfilled in Ezra and Nehemiah. They were called to go back and rebuild the temple, and they did in Ezra and Nehemiah's day, and they were told to wait for the Messiah who would come, and he came, and they killed him. So understand, there. show me anywhere in the Bible where they have been, any, any biblical evidence that Israel has been called by God to go back to that land and to rebuild their temple. There is no call. There, No, they've been called away. Hebrews has not been revoked. And the fact that Christians are, are promoting this idea as and claiming it's Bible shows complete ignorance. So I cannot support Zionism because God called them out of the land. And I believe them going back to the land will keep them away from Christ. Also, God had Jerusalem destroyed and he had it destroyed for a reason. God said it would become heap. Jerusalem and Zion would become heaps and dens of dragons. He said it would be plowed like a field. That is exactly what happened. And I don't see any evidence in the scriptures. I've seen no evidence since 1948 that God has had his hand on them going back to the land. Nothing good has come from it. They have not come closer to Christ. They've gotten farther away from Christ. Another reason I cannot support uh, Zionism is I am not interested in seeing Jews or Palestinians killed. I, I believe it is wrong to even take to take pleasure in seeing Jews or Palestinians killed. And again, I think I think Islam is a violent and a very dangerous religion. I absolutely believe that. I, I am disgusted. I am horrified. If half of the stories I'm hearing are true, if one quarter of the stories I'm hearing are true about what they're saying that these Palestinians are doing to the Israelis, I mean, it is. It's horrible. It's barbaric. I am against it. But again, that's who these people are. I'm not, I'm not condoning it, but I'm saying this is the, these are the people that they decide they were going to move into that land. And you can claim God gave it to them, but the Palestinians don't agree with that. Okay, they're not going to, you're not going to show them Genesis 12 and then they're going to be like, oh, okay, here you go. We're leaving. That's not what they're, that's not what they're going to do. They're going to fight to the death and they fight dirty. And so if, if they want to go pursue that, I mean, that's a, that's a price that if they're willing to pay it, I guess they can, but let's not act surprised. Okay? We know what these people are like. Okay? Psalms 137 Verse 5 says, If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. Remember, O Lord, the children of Edom, in the day of Jerusalem, who said, Raise it, raise it, even to the foundation thereof. What's this talking about? When the Babylonians came and they were destroying Jerusalem, they were destroying the temple, the Edomites committed a great sin that angered God greatly, of cheering on the destruction. Now, here's the thing. This destruction 
was God's judgment. God was judging Israel. But Edom should not have taken pleasure in that. They should not have enjoyed that. This greatly displeased God when they did that. And it, it brought a curse on them. We see in Obadiah 1 verse 10 says, For violence against thy brother Jacob. God called him his brother. Because, yeah, Jacob and Esau were brothers. It says, For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. In the day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day the strangers carried away captive his forces, and foreigners entered into his gates, and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou wast as one of them. But thou shouldst not have looked on the day of thy brother, in the day when he became a stranger. Neither shouldst thou have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction. Neither shouldst thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress. Thou shouldst not have entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Yea, thou, thou shouldst not have looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid the hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. Neither shouldst thou have stood in the crossway to cut off those that did escape. Neither shouldst thou have delivered up those of his that did remain in the day of distress. So when, when, the, when the Babylonians came through, the Edomites supported them in their destruction of Israel. Not because they were just taking joy in God's justice. No, because they hated the Jews. That was why they were enjoying it. That's why they helped the Babylonians. They took advantage of the situation. They profited off the situation. And God cursed them. For that, they had done something similar. I'm not going to take time to go to the scriptures back when they were coming out of Egypt, when they were wandering in the wilderness. And because of this, they are a people that God has indignation on forever. You do not take pleasure in the death of your enemies. And watching these Baptists just salivate like a bunch of rabid dogs and enjoying watching Palestinian buildings get blown up, I, I think you're sick. And let me tell you, you're, and you're equally sick if you take pleasure in the Jews that are being killed. Last I saw, I think there's been more Jewish people die uh, than uh, Palestinians. And understand, too, most of the Palestinian casualties have probably been, you know, because of the bombs and things and, um, you know, that took people out. But I could be wrong about this, all right? But um, from some of the stuff I've seen, too, typically before the Jews would like blow up a building. I shared the one video where they bombed this one residential building. You notice the building didn't go collapsing. It's like, that's kind of like their warning shot to get the civilians out. But then they go through and then destroy the building. And obviously there's still going to be people that are going to get hurt. I, I'm not, I'm not justifying anything here. I'm just explaining what they're doing. I, I do think there is an attempt to limit civilian casualties uh, from Israel what, where the Palestinians, they're going through hand-to-hand, -hand, face to face massacring people. It's, it's, it's sick stuff. Yeah, I, I'm, I am not for either of it. And ignorant clowns, ignorant clowns who just know nothing about the Bible, know nothing about religion, know nothing about the world, uh, you know, because I don't like, you know, seeing either side die. You know, they, they want to call you anti-Semitic. But again, or or they'll accuse you of supporting Palestinians. I have never, ever supported Palestinians. Never. And everybody just demands you pick some kind of side. No, I I have no Palestinian agenda. Okay. And I I am just saying I cannot support Zionism. The Bible says in Proverbs twenty four seven, rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth lest the Lord see it and it displease him and he turn away his wrath from him. You know, you, you guys cheering on the destruction of the Palestinians, you better watch it. Otherwise, God might start turning away his wrath from them and blessing them, working against the Jews. You, you got to watch that kind of stuff. This is super, this is super wicked stuff that we have been warned about in the scriptures. But you're okay with it because you know, the Republicans are saying these things too. Somewhere, a Republican somewhere said, turn Gaza into a parking lot. And so now you're all okay in saying it. You have Nikki Haley cheering it on. I forgot what it was. She said, I heard some quote, Nikki Haley just, I mean, cheering this on. And, you know, you bunch of pansies out there are hiding behind her skirt and echoing her talking points because, you know, she's a you know candidate and for Republican president 
And so you feel safe. You feel safe echoing Republican talking points. You're supposed to be preachers. You're supposed to be ministers of the gospel. And you're just echoing like anti-Bible Republican talking points and then doing it in the, in the name of Christianity, in the name of supporting and loving Israel. It's unbelievable how little you people know. Have, have you ever read a book? You know, have you ever, have you ever looked into, have you ever visited another country? Have you ever talked to people in those countries? It's, have you ever looked at, you know, again, do you, do you realize how much of our world is Muslim? There's like almost 2 billion Muslims out there. Now, obviously they are wrong in what they believe, but this is a massive portion of our world. This is how they think. This is how they believe. This is how they live. And just because in America of 300 million, we think different than they do. They're not just going to be like, oh, those 300 uh, million Americans that let drag queen shows go on in their schools and libraries and things, I, you know, they, they disagree with us. I guess we're wrong. Let's change our way of life. Y- y'all, y'all are crazy. You're delusional. You are absolutely, you're arrogant and delusional. And so, especially those of you who are just really pouring it on, you know, with your outrage against, you know, those anti-Semites. And again, you call me an anti-Semite, I'll call you an ignorant liar. That's exactly what you are. I do not have an anti-Semitic bone in my body. And so, another reason I do not support Zionism, but I don't, yeah, I don't support Zionism. Another reason is because most Jews are not interested in Zionism because it cre- it's creating a hatred for the Jews in much of our world. Now, again, I am not really in any position to speak of this. I am not Jewish. I do not live in these parts of the world. I cannot share. I have not shared in their experiences. But uh, it is my intention, hopefully in the very near future, uh, to have one someone on who knows very much what this is like. And I'm going to let him explain that to you that, uh, yeah, all of these things, when, when this kind of stuff starts happening in the news, a lot of Jews freak out because they know this is about to create problems for them. It's going to create hostility towards them. And they do not believe in the cause. They do not believe in what Netanyahu is fighting for. They do not believe in what the Zionists, they don't want to leave their countries. They don't want to leave the places that they live, but understand the Zionists want them there. And, you know, a lot of people are trying to figure out how in the world, this is a big question that nobody's been able to answer. And I'm not going to claim I have the answer, but if I may just throw out a possibility, many people are trying to figure out how we had this epic failure of Israeli intelligence. And folks, is the Israeli military, uh, it's, it's pretty impressive what they can do their surveillance they have, they don't have all the things working against them to know what's going on like we do in our country because we have freedom. Okay, They don't have freedom over there. They do have surveillance over there. They do have ways of checking things. I mean, folks, that Gaza, that entire city, it's, it's like a, it's, it's an, the world's largest open-air prison. I don't think most people are familiar with life in Gaza. I don't think most people, maybe hopefully you've learned a little bit in the last week about it. I don't think most people have any idea what it is like living in those Palestinian territories. It is a very, um, it's a very difficult life for sure. But understand the uh, many Jews, they do not support what is being done. They're not, they're not behind it. And Whenever these things start happening, it creates hostility towards them in the places where they do live, and they just don't want to deal with it. There are Jews out there who, uh, but again, there there are there are some Jews, the Zionist ones, okay, these those politically Zionist Jews. They need more Jews moving back to the Holy Land. And uh, one thing, too, you're hearing a lot about is illegal Israeli settlements. Okay, now, you're anti-Semitic for saying that. No, here's what, is, here's what illegal Israeli settlements mean. 
means, okay? According to international law, these settlements that they are building are illegal. Now, you Zionist, you believe that all of the land belongs to them because of Genesis 12 or 15. That's fine, whatever. The UN does not agree with that, okay? The Palestinians do not agree with that. Much of the world does not agree with that. These settlements they're building violate rules that they are supposedly under. But once they've built these settlements and people are living in there, what are they going to, you know, they, they can't just displace all these people. They can't just blow all these people up. And so typically the rules end up getting changed. They get to stay there. And so they've been slowly taken over these areas, which is one of the reasons the Palestinians are so upset. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not defending anyone here, but I'm here. Here's the, the fact. Zionist, the politically Zionist Jews, they need Jews wanting to come back to Israel. They need that. And so there are there's much evidence. There are many examples in history of people who were Jewish, who were behind certain things that prompted a lot of anti-Semitism to cause the Jews to want to go back to their land. In fact, when we were at the Temple Mount Institute, one of the things that the man said there is, you know, how, you know, Jews need to come back to the land. But, you know, obviously he's not going to he's not one of these that want to force or anything like that. But he's just like, you know, it's just the history of our people. You know, we're always just content wherever we're at. And, you know, and he was saying it like, oh, that, you know, what's wrong with us that we don't just all come back here. But that's just it. They're, they're typically happy where they're living. So sometimes they need anti-Semitism in part of the world. So they'll want to leave and then come back to Israel, and it will help that agenda. And that's why many people think this attack was allowed to happen. I don't know. You know, I just know this kind of thing has happened historically. And when something doesn't make sense, it's because we don't have all of the factors. But when something, but when something does make sense, there's a good chance that's reality. And it is very possible that some of this was allowed to happen because it has created justification for uh, a pretty major takeover. And so, um, but either way, I don't, I, I hate the fact that all these people have been killed on both sides. And um, this event will cause a lot of turmoil for Jews all over the world. It, it really will. And uh, especially Orthodox Jews, they are very uncomfortable right now. They're very nervous right now. Uh, this rabbi that I'm, I'm planning on having on the podcast, you know, he's very busy right now. They have a lot going on because a lot of things are happening uh, in Jewish communities because of this war that's going on, and they want no part of it. They want nothing to do with it. These things make their lives very difficult. So another reason I can't support Zionism is supporting, supporting the rebuilding of the temple, which is ultimately what this is leading to, is supporting Israel in their rebellion. Okay? They have been they are not supposed to be sacrificing animals. They are supposed to be believing on their Messiah, Jesus Christ. And them going back to the land, rebuilding a temple, it's only going to pull them away from Christ. And let me tell you, I have no doubt in my mind. I just I showed a video um on last one of last week's podcast of Christians talking about how it's going to be a good thing for Christians when they rebuild the temple because we're all supposed to go there to pray. Because Jesus said, my house should be called a house of prayer for all nations. So we're all supposed to go there. And I, I, I promise you, if they rebuild that temple in the near future, guys like Greg Locke, he'll go there praying. He'll, he'll do whatever rituals they want. I mean, good night. He'd probably, if they'd let him give him the honor in his mind, he'd sacrifice a lamb for him, which would be blasphemous. But I'm telling you, we should not support them in their rebellion we should support them in returning to christ we should support them with the gospel and zionism it, the, the zionist agenda is opposed to the gospel it's about getting back to their way of life pre-70 a.d god removed that for a reason because god was done with it and the simple fact is that what we're seeing today, it is an American version. It's an American evangelical support of Israel 
that is based on bad dispensational theology and eschatology, and it's shameful, it's foolish, it's anti-biblical, it's anti-God. I am 100% against that, and but that doesn't mean I have a problem with the Jews having the land. Here's what I hope. Here's if if I could have my will imposed on the world right now, okay? Because I don't want to see anybody getting killed. But here here's the simple fact, okay? The Jews are stronger. Israel is stronger than Palestine. That's all there is to it. Israel is not going anywhere. Um, but unfortunately, Palestinians aren't going anywhere either. But if I could have my way, I would just tell the Palestinians, you know what? It's not worth fighting for. You don't need that land. They're, they're going to defeat you. I would just leave. I, I'd get out of there. That land is not worth fighting for. If I could talk to Palestinians, I would tell them, just, just give it up. Just, just let them have it. Your, you know, your lives and your families are more valuable. Leave. Get, get away from there. If I could talk to Jews, I'd tell them the same thing. Give it up. It's not worth it. You don't, you don't need any blood on your hands. You don't need, you know, you don't need to kill a bunch of people to do it. Hey, you know, here's the thing too. You're also anxious to get the temple rebuilt. Uh, remember, God wouldn't let David rebuild the temple because of all the blood that he had shed. So the thing is, whoever leads in the killing of all these Muslims, do you think God would support that person? You know, the, rebuilding them. Do you think Net? You know, he would support Netanyahu being the one to do it. And obviously, God's not going to support anyone doing it because God finished that. But e- either way you look at it, I'd tell both sides it's not worth it. There's nothing in that land for the Jews. There's nothing in it for the Palestinians. Let the other, let the other guy have it. Jesus is better than the temple. The sacrifice of Christ was better. It was sufficient. For your sins. He's a better high priest. There's a better country. There's a heavenly country. It's time for you to go find that city that Abraham was looking for. That heavenly city. That That's what you need. And so in the meantime, as I see the fighting and, and the bloodshed, I will not I will not cheer on the bloodshed on either side. I will I will not support I will not support either side. I'm I'm just saddened by it, and I'm not interested in looking on the affliction. The Jews are our enemies, according to the gospel's sake. But we don't kill. We don't physically kill our enemies. That's not how we work. That's not what God has called us to do. And so, uh, I have no desire to do anything to hurt Jewish people. So, but I I will not. I will not support Zionism. And I think it's time that you all do a little more homework on this and understand what you're promoting. When you say, I stand with Israel with your Israeli flag, you are promoting Zionism and you are offending many Jewish people. And don't think, don't think you're going to impress these people wearing your Israeli, you know, if you ever around Orthodox Jews wearing your Israeli flag pin, they won't say anything to you, but they're in their mind, they're shaking their head at you because you're you're ignorant and foolish and you don't understand what you're you're promoting and what you're standing for and uh you're I promise you're not going to be a good witness to these people so anyway I just wanted to put that out there and anybody wants to continue calling me an anti-semite that's fine I'm going to call you an ignorant liar and uh I I do not hate the Jewish people I do not hate the Palestinians but I strongly disagree with both their attempts to claim a land that has nothing for them. Absolutely nothing for them. If they, if one of them gets it, if they, if they, if they have it, I've got nothing to lose from it. I have Jesus. Therefore I have more than they will ever have unless they get saved. And one of these days I will have that land too. When Jesus comes back, because I'm a joint heir with Christ. And so, Anyway, and I'm looking forward to him coming back and sorting all this stuff out. But in the meantime, I hope this was a help to you. And I hope you Baptists will educate yourselves a little bit and stop just saying anti-Semitic for everything you hear that makes you uncomfortable. You're embarrassing yourself 
with your your ignorance and your lies. So thank you all for watching this. God bless you, and we will see you all next time.